You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Monday edition of the podcast. I hope you guys are all doing great. Had a great weekend, a brand new month, March 1st, everybody. And that means spring ball is here. We're looking ahead to that. Also recapping the weekend that was in BYU sports. Plenty to get to on both fronts. BYU basketball wraps up their regular season in fine fashion with a big second half to down St. Mary's. We'll examine all of that ahead on today's show. Our title sponsor today is our good friends over at Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. We'll talk a little bit more about them later on in today's show. So let's have some fun. Without further ado, dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 1st, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast as much as I'm enjoying bringing it to you. Had a great month of February. Our download numbers extremely strong. Cannot thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast. If you're new to the show, just discovering us, welcome on in. Hit that follow or subscribe button on whichever podcast provider you happen to be listening on and join us every single day. A lot of our conversations relate to one another throughout a week. So the only way you guys can kind of keep your head on straight and keep up to speed, well, is to listen every single day. Our goal here is 30 minutes or less. Real simple, short form podcast, but also bringing you the latest and best in all things BYU sports news. So that way, as I am fond of saying, you are the smartest BYU fan in the room when you talk with your family and friends who are also Cougar fans. And by the way, feel free to share it with them or don't, but I hope you guys will share it with them and tell them about this fantastic product. All right, getting going here on a Monday edition of the show. Let's start off on the basketball front. Congratulations to Mark Pope and his team. They finished the regular season 19-5, lock up the number two seed outright in the West Coast Conference Tournament upcoming this weekend, and they do it, I thought, in a tale of two halves against the St. Mary's Gales. The final score, 65-51, to as you guys are well aware if you stayed up late Saturday night to watch this game. And in the first half, man, was that a rough rough half of basketball to watch. Uh, man, I just I came away from feeling like, man, if this is how this game is going to be, I'm not sure I want to finish this game. And okay, I get that I have a responsibility as a journalist, as a sports radio personality to watch all of the games. So I was not going to turn it off literally, but man, the thought did cross my mind. I, I do like the fact, though, that uh, BYU rallied in the second half. I thought it had a much better outing in the final 20 minutes and pulled away from St. Mary's. And like I said, end up finishing that game with a double-digit win, 14-point win over Randy Bennett and his squad. And I think this sets up BYU very nicely going into the West Coast Conference Tournament. The good news is getting that number two seed means that BYU gets that coveted double bye into the semifinals 
semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Obviously, Gonzaga winning the conference title or the regular season crown in the WCC gives them the first seed and puts them on a collision course for a third bout with the Cougars. And that's kind of what BYU's been hoping for. You want to face St. Uh, not St. Mary's. You want to face Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Tournament Final. Get another crack at them. Get that RPI boost or the net boost technically. Also get those rating boosts from the other rating programs out there. The Sagarin ratings, the Ken Palm ratings. And even if you lose that game and Gonzaga as many would expect win the West Coast Conference Tournament title, well, you're sitting pretty heading into Selection Sunday and getting ready for the NCAA Tournament. By all metrics, according to BracketMatrix.com, BYU is a lock to make the NCAA Tournament field. It would take a lot uh, to, for BYU to miss out, and I think the biggest threat right now is obviously COVID. I uh, talked with Mark Pope about that last week, and he was saying, Jake, I, I got, I'm got, i knocking on wood. We're doing everything we can to make sure that we are able to keep ourselves ready to go and play out this season. However long this run is for BYU in the postseason, folks, I think we can all agree that it's just been a marvelous ride to this point. The fact that BYU played 24 games amidst a global pandemic that shut down the other nine programs in the West Coast Conference is pretty remarkable for BYU to have navigated it as good as they have. And there's a credit to be given to the coaching staff, to the training uh, people, all the different trainers, the athletic side, also just on every facet, and the players themselves. They've had to be accountable to make sure that they don't put themselves in a situation where they could test positive and then have this season shut down. So fingers crossed right now the BYU, it's full steam ahead going into the West Coast Conference Tournament this weekend, and BYU can win the semifinal matchup that they'll face off against and also play in that tournament final against Gonzaga. And at that point, you sit around, wait for another few days, and then Selection Sunday comes. And if you look at the brackets right now, BYU projected, I've seen anywhere from a 6 to an 8 seed. And if you're any of that, I'd actually be very uh, happy with BYU getting that high of a seed, all things considered. We all looked at last year and felt like BYU was going to potentially be, what, a 4 or a 5 seed? And to see them retool this entire roster, lose seven seniors off last year's squad, retool it on the fly, bring in some graduate transfers, also let guys get another year progression that are on the roster currently, and then run it back, lose two big men to season-ending injuries, and then find yourself in line for a pretty decent seed in this year's NCAA tournament, it's been a fun fun run with this BYU basketball squad. And I think that's the term I'm choosing to use. It's just been fun because many of us can think back a year ago coming up here. Is it next week? It'll be March 11th, the day that sports ended. Uh, that's kind of an ominous term, but we'll talk more about that. But that's when Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz tested positive for COVID-19. And then just this cavalcade of cancellations and a wave of just shutdowns really shut things down for the majority of the next four months. Uh, I work in sports radio in my day job, folks. I I can tell you this much. I don't want to ever have a period in my career for however long I end up staying in sports radio. And it's my intention to stay in it for the rest of my career, my working career. I don't ever want to have that again, where it's four months of literally no actual sporting events taking place. So I am hopeful that these vaccines that are out there and everything going on with COVID are put in the rearview mirror in the relatively not too distant 
uh, future. We get back to having full crowds at arenas and stadiums. And the hope is that the NCAA tournament this year can kind of just be a celebration of what we've gone through in the past 365 days plus, because by the time the tournament rolls around, it'll have been past the year mark. But nonetheless, I'm excited to see BYU getting back to uh, NCAA tournament form year in and year out. And Mark Pope has proven two years into his tenure as BYU's coach, he is a master program builder. It is a phenomenal thing to see him do what he's doing. He's melding high school recruiting with using the transfer portal and also just being able to use the guys that were on the roster left to him by Dave Rosen company and he's done nothing short of making sure that these guys feel loved they feel like they're included they're part of this program they're helping build it up and the good news is two years on it looks like BYU's in as good a shape considering they had a coaching change as you could possibly imagine. I know there are many out there who were very confident in Mark Pope's ability to come to BYU and really take things that were already pretty good and put his own stamp on them. And until it was proven, I don't think anybody could necessarily guarantee that was going to happen. There was the belief that it would happen, but it has been a phenomenal, phenomenal run. And I'm looking forward to this upcoming week, getting ready for the West coast conference tournament. Also the women's hoops program. They locked up the number two seed on the women's side of things. They're on their way to the NCAA tournament. It has been an incredible, incredible hoop season. And here's hope and fingers crossed that it does not end anytime soon. It would be phenomenal to see both of these programs make a run to the sweet 16 or the like, but it's all a matter of the draw. You guys are well aware of that who have watched basketball for a long time. It really is dependent upon who you draw when the NCAA brackets come out. But the good news is, it looks for all intents and purposes that there is nothing stopping the tournament from happening this year. And here's hoping that we see both the men's and women's basketball programs from Brigham Young University announced in short order, and they both are able to compete and compete well in the upcoming postseason. So there you go. Some thoughts on BYU basketball. Big win for the men's program over St. Mary's. The women's program, tough loss against USF, but it looks like they're both on track to make March Madness, and that's the exciting part because we have entered March. That's the fun part. We have made it to this month, and I'm looking forward to that. All right, coming up here in just a moment, March also means spring football. We've been counting down, getting ready for this. Today is the day it begins. Practices were formally commenced tomorrow, but the players are getting their jerseys, getting all their gear, uh, meeting with coaches officially for the first time in spring ball. That's all happening today. We'll talk a little bit more about the storylines going into the spring ball that we can touch on on here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag, folks. I have to tell you this much. BetOnline is the best place to put your bets or place your bets if you want to get in on the sports betting action you, you, you probably are hearing about. You're seeing all kinds of different shows popping up, friends, family, associates who may be in the gambling world. If you want to get in on it, our friends at BetOnline want to help you guys out. You can sign up for a free account now at betonline.ag, and while you're there, if you use the promo code law Locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Yes, they are giving you free money to bet with, and that's all courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. They do a great job. It's a really first-rate organization. It's very straightforward. Payouts are fast and easy. If you guys want to get in on the action, do it with our friends at Bet Online. Take advantage of that welcome bonus once again at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of our friends at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Folks, you guys know that my job on this podcast is to get you up to speed on everything you need to know about the Cougars every single day. But if you want more of a broad overview of the sports world at large, I would encourage you guys to check out the Locked On Today podcast. It is your 20-minute or less catch up on all the major sports news you guys need to know about as well as the biggest conversations out there in sports you can download it wherever you get your podcast peter bukowski hosts it i listen to it every day and cannot encourage you as enough to listen to the locked on today podcast part of the locked on podcast network all right it is march 1st byu players are reporting formally today formally today not formally formally today for spring ball and i'm looking forward to the upcoming month it, it's scheduled to go through this month, wrap up the final week, a pro day for former Cougars who are looking to go to the NFL, Zach Wilson and the like, will be March 26th. That is expected to be the end date or around the end date for BYU spring football. It's going to pack in 15 official practices in here, plenty of meetings, film work, all the different stuff that goes into spring ball. But I'm looking forward to this, folks. I thought about opening with a cheesy, "'Twas the night before spring ball and all through the house. There was not a creature stirring except a BYU football mouse." I, I'm not going to do that to you guys. I'm, but you know what? Uh, maybe I just did. But nonetheless, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a fun month. This is going to be an important period because I'm seeing some uh, media folks out there who believe that BYU will have no better than a 500 record this fall. And hey. That's their prerogative. They can believe that all they will. As I have been uh, very clear about, I think, since the end of last season, especially doing those position group debriefings I was doing for the BYU football program, I'm pretty bullish on the bones of this BYU football program. I think they've done a great job stocking the talent, trying to upgrade it in certain positions, and they're continuing to try to upgrade it. I know there are plenty of rumors out there with regards to the Nakua brothers, uh, both Samson as well as Puka. I can tell you this much. Samson has entered the NCAA transfer portal. That is what I know. I do know, and I am happy to report this, that BYU does have interest in Samson. It's all dependent on what he wants to do with his football playing career. If Puka were decide to, to were to decide to leave Washington, I guarantee you BYU would be right there knocking on his door figuratively and saying, son, we want you to come play in Provo. The Nakua family has got loads of talent and would be welcome additions to BYU's roster. Can I say that is going to happen for sure? I cannot because there's so many different variables in play, especially with the fact that Puka Nakua has not entered the NCAA transfer portal. So formally, BYU cannot have contact with him so let's put that to the side i know many of you are probably sitting there jake we'll talk about the nakua brothers i do know there's interest from both sides i can tell you this much but i cannot say that one way or the other it's going to happen or it is not going to happen and as soon as anything would formally happen is that the player the brothers both samson and or puka would not be able to enroll at byu until the summer you can't transfer from a program midterm and then enroll at another program in the same month it's just not going to happen because all these schools work on either a term or a semester system and you just can't just enroll midterm. It just doesn't happen. So leaving that to the side, this upcoming month is going to be very important. As I've talked about on last week, some of these burning questions I had going into spring ball for guys who have been feeling like, okay, now is my time to shine. Well, you got to step forward. This is what spring ball is all about. There are going to be guys trying out new positions. There's no doubt about that. There are going to be guys getting looks they did not have previously at different spots. You've got to show your position coaches that you are a 
football player first and foremost, and you're able to be a productive member of this program. Are there guys on this roster who I, in my opinion, probably already have marked down as a starter in Penn on the roster? Absolutely. James Empey's one of them at center. I don't see anybody beating out James Empey to play center for BYU this year. So I think he goes into spring ball just looking to really fine-tune things going into his senior year and expects to have a good fall campaign and hopefully jump to the NFL after that. But I think the rest of the offensive line, there are plenty of question marks to be answered. Who are going to be the new tackles for BYU? What is the guard position going to look like? I think Clark Barrington, if he's healthy, should have a leg up on locking down one of those positions. But additionally, along that offensive line, how does Daryl Funk really revamp things or kind of make his own impression on this offensive line? He's been at BYU for the better part of two weeks now, kind of getting acclimated, understanding what he's got personnel-wise. And now he gets to get out on the field with these guys and show what he's all about as a coach and let them know, hey, this is how I operate as a coach and you guys need to abide by what I'm trying to do here. Aaron Roderick, a new offensive coordinator. I know he's been at BYU the entire time Kalani Satake has been there, but now he is the head dog on the offensive side of the football. So he gets to have his say, the final say, on what's happening with the offense, and we'll see what happens there. Fessy Satake moving into the passing game coordinator role. On the defensive side of the football, Kevin Kloon comes in, and I can tell you this much of what I know about Kevin Kloon. He is a guy who is not afraid to get after players. He kind of brings some of that... uh, piss and vinegar that is going to get after guys when they screw up. I'm not saying that the other coaches won't do that, but Kevin Clune he is a guy who wants the best out of his players, and he is not afraid to let them know when they are not living up to the standards that he has for his players. So, I am looking forward to spring ball, folks. I have my practice insiders. I talk to them over the weekend, people that feed me information, because they are literally going to be my eyes and ears this year. We are going to have access in terms of Zoom availability twice a week. We have one this evening, also one on Thursday. We'll be talking with coaches and players during that time. But to get kind of more of a look at what's happening, I've got people who I trust that are at practices. They'll be feeding us information and I will be passing it along to you guys. It's unfortunate that COVID has made it so that we can't get out there with our own eyes and get our eyes on things, but I will bring you everything I can bring you this spring, get you the latest when it comes to the quarterback battle. We have 15 practices. Can a certain quarterback or two separate themselves from the other guys? We'll find out. There are so many storylines going into this, but I'm just excited to have football back as part of our lives. It seems like every time a season ends, you sit there and think, man, it's already over? And then you make it to spring ball, and you're like, okay, that's that's one mile post in the off season. You finish spring ball, and then you're like, okay, well, what we got? Oh, media day. Okay, we make it to media day. And we're like, okay, it's getting closer. And then training camp shows up. Fall camp shows up. You're like, yes, we're finally there. And it just does, it's a vicious cycle. It goes year-round. But nonetheless, I am super excited to have football back and looking forward to doing my absolute best to bring you guys the latest when it comes to the Cougars, especially with the fact that, yes, I will not be there in person. Person and it hurts my soul, honestly, and that's probably a weird term, but I love covering sporting events. I love covering practices. I love being out there, talking with guys, watching body language, all that stuff. There's been a massive element of my career that has been lost due to the fact that I am not there in person, but 
I will do my best to endeavor to bring you guys the latest when it comes to the Cougars. You'll hear from coaches and players the sound we get from BYU media availability. We will have that all covered for you. I can promise you that much. So stick with us all month long. Share this with your family and friends. Tell them, hey, this is a great podcast who's keeping you up to speed on everything going on with the Cougars. And like I said, anybody who's listened to this podcast for a long time can attest to this. I do not hold information back. If I have information that I have vetted, I've run it through my sources, I've talked to multiple people about it. I am not going to just hold back from you guys and say, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm going to pass everything I know about everything to you and I will do my best to give you the latest when it comes to the Cougars. Uh, One note on this, a lot going on with the Guy Holiday situation up at BYU. I know many of you uh, remember him when he was at BYU. I just kind of want to get it out there that Guy Holiday, he is among the best human beings I have ever met and I hope everything works out for him for, for the better. I don't know ultimately what the situation is right now. I'm sure there's going to be a formal announcement coming from the University of Utah. He spent quite a little long time up there on the hill, but he did some good things when he was at BYU, and I wish him nothing but the best he's moved forward with his career. I don't anticipate BYU bringing him in. That's just kind of my gut feeling on it. But, hey, crazier things have happened, and we'll find out more about this in coming days and weeks and bringing anything else on that front as we hear it and or it gets reported. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we do need to recap everything else that happened in BYU sports over the weekend. Uh, BYU baseball salvages themselves from getting swept at Texas. Uh, Women's hoops had a hard-fought loss, but plenty of other sports in action that we'll touch on. Some good weekends to be had across the board. We'll touch on all that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar Guys. Any of you who have listened to this podcast for a long time have heard me rant and rave about how good Built Bars are. I want you guys to take advantage of a great offer. They're giving you 20% off to give them a shot. This is a phenomenal snack. I'm a guy who's trying to lose weight. It's kind of been a lifelong issue for me. Built Bars have been a fantastic addition to that because what I love about Built Bars is they are the healthy protein bar out there. They got all the healthy portions of the built bar, the whey protein, it's high in fiber, all that stuff, low sugar, low calorie, but it's absolutely delicious. This is not a protein bar that you're choking down with a glass of milk or just feel like, man, this is just a monotonous task to take this protein bar. You will crave built bars. I mean that. I love them. There are over 20 different flavors and they're always running specials all the time. And they got a special right now. You can use the promo code locked on 20. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-2-0. Locked on 20. Get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. It's a great way to go about trying these Built Bars. I would encourage you, if you're a newbie who has not tried them, get the sampler pack. It has, I think, every flavor that they make in one package. You can try them all out, see what flavors you like, and when you go back and order again, use the promo code Locked On 20 and save yourself 20% again. It's a great way, like I have said, to save yourself money on the best tasting protein bars out there. So take advantage of it now. Locked on 20 is the promo code and do it at builtbar.com and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. Guys, it was a busy weekend in BYU sports, and I completely forgot about one important thing that I probably should have talked about in our last segment there. That is that BYU formally announced the 2021 BYU football schedule for this coming fall. It's not anything revelatory out there, considering we have known the schedule, it seems like, for years now. It's kind of the thing with BYU and Independence. When you hear about these games being announced, and you kind of put the schedule together, and we already know kind of what it's going to be, but until BYU formally announces it, there's 
always the chance that something could change for the Cougars, but nothing changed. BYU will open up the season Saturday, September 4th against Arizona at Allegiant Stadium there in Las Vegas. They'll follow that up with three home games, Utah, Arizona State, and South Florida, all those at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And then you will head uh, to Logan, Utah on October 1st for your annual date against Utah State. Then you're back home for Boise State on October 9th. And then finally, for the first time, really, the BYU leaves the greater Utah area. And I know that Las Vegas is in Nevada. Trust me, I get that. But in terms of your actual travel, you travel to Baylor on October 16th, follow that up a week later with the game at Washington State. Then you're back home for Virginia and Idaho State. And then you're back on the road to finish out November at Georgia Southern and at USC. This is a very stout schedule. Seven Power 5 opponents. I'm looking forward to this. And this spring period is going to be very important for BYU to kind of lay the groundwork for a nice season after what it was just a phenomenal year last year. The schedule difficulty gets ratcheted up once again because considering BYU didn't play a Power 5 opponent last year, obviously that's going to be another thing for this program to get ready for. But I think this is a pretty favorable schedule, all things considered. You have Arizona, who's really much rebuilding. You get them in Las Vegas. You get them at the new Allegiant Stadium there. You get your arch-rival Utah at home, Arizona State at home. Both solid programs. South Florida rebuilding a little bit should be a win there, in my opinion. Utah State rebuilding with a new coach should be a win. Boise State is always a battle. Baylor, not sure what to make of them quite yet. We'll find out. Washington State had an up-and-down year last year. I think you can go to the Palouse and win. Virginia, Bronco Mendenhall, you can guarantee he'll be motivated coming back to Provo with his program. But hopefully BYU can beat their old coach. And then at USC, that could be a really really big game to finish out the year. I feel like Idaho State and Georgia Southern are games BYU can win. The nice part about Georgia Southern is you put yourself with a bye week before that, considering they run that triple option. Give yourself two weeks to get tuned up on that defensively and then get ready for that game. I just like how this lays out for BYU on paper. I'm, I'm bullish on this BYU football program. Maybe more bullish than I should be, or maybe I should be more bullish. I don't know. Depends on what you kind of your interpretation of that. But I think there's a chance for BYU, I think, to still have eight wins this year. And that may be lower than what you want me to say, but I think eight wins against this type of a schedule will be a very, very good season considering the roster turnover that you endured as BYU's football program did this past year. Alright, so probably should have mentioned that earlier on. I apologize. It kind of fell off my radar as I was recording here, but wanted to get that out of the way. Let's talk about some other news and notes from the BYU Athletic Department. Congratulations to the women's soccer program. They opened West Coast Conference play with a 3-2 win over USF at the Zions Bank Real Academy on Saturday night. Pretty fun match if you had a chance to watch it. Michaela Coulihan scored what ended up being the game-winning goal in the 72nd minute to break BYU's two-game losing streak. They had lost on the road at USC as well as UCLA, but as their third consecutive win over USF and a nice bounce-back effort for the Cougars. They're back in action this Wednesday. They're headed to Columbia, Missouri to face off against the Missouri Tigers. That game will be carried live on the BYU Sports Network radio-wise. BYU Radio 107.9 FM as well as the BYU Cougars app. So if you want to uh, catch that match, you'll be able to do that midweek this week. Also, congratulations to the women's uh, volleyball program 
I missed this last week. It was midweek when they were playing, but sophomore center, center Whitney Bauer had a career high of 26 digs as well as eight kills. She helped number 12 ranked BYU women's volleyball beat Pepperdine uh, and had the Waves their first loss in a five-set thriller. That was Wednesday night. Uh, the women's volleyball program heads out on the road for a two-match series against San Francisco. That takes place this weekend uh, you at the War Memorial Gym against USF. Both matches are slated to start at noon Pacific time. That'll be 1 p.m. Mount time broadcast information will come hopefully later this week and then I wanted to finish things off uh, today with a congratulations to Mike Littlewood and the BYU men's baseball program they came alive for five runs in the fifth inning of their final game at Texas propelling the Cougars to a come from behind five to four victory at UFCU Dirt Dish Falk Field on Saturday a great win for the Cougars they had lost all three of their other matchups against the Longhorns good to see the Cougars uh, bouncing back in a big way there. They're now 3-5 and five on the season after their first eight games played there in the Lone Star State. They uh, split with Texas State 2-2. And then number 19, Texas, they were 1-3. Uh, so I think all things considered, pretty pretty good week for the Cougars. They hit the road again this week for a three-game series against Powerhouse Oregon State. So no rest for the weary if you're the BYU men's baseball program. Uh, the Beavers have built just an absolutely dynamite program up there in Corvallis. They'll be playing from March 4th to the 6th. All three of the games will be broadcast on the BYU Sports Network on BYU Radio, uh, BYUCougars.com, and the BYU Cougars app. Uh, game one is slated for Thursday night at uh, 6 o'clock Mountain Time, if I'm not mistaken. And we'll be watching that and tracking that for you all week long. But best of luck to Mike Littlewood and his team as they get ready for a pretty big week once again up there in Corvallis. All right, so there you go. Getting you up to speed on everything else going on in BYU sports news. If anything fell through the cracks, I'll make sure to touch on that tomorrow. But as I said, uh, BYU media availability this evening. We'll have uh, player conversations, coach conversations for you guys. And then throughout the week as they start practicing starting tomorrow, I will have my quote-unquote practice insider reports that I will be happy to share with you guys passing along everything you need to know about how spring ball is progressing for the Cougars throughout the upcoming month. So don't miss an episode. Join us every single day. Follow the show on social media as well. Search out Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Love hearing from you guys. Love getting your insights, your questions, all that good stuff. Also feel free to follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. It's my personal feed. I tweet about more than just BYU on that feed, but I've still got plenty of information that you can glean there as as well. And as always, feel free to reach out via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address for the podcast. Alright, that's going to do it. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 1st, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.